from now on, when you take a chip, just take one dip and end it. Mike's doing a promotion next one night, sitting in the box with Wayne yeah. during the match. You got a message for any of the fans, what they should expect if they end up? Nah, just uh, hold on. Just don't say anything. That's pretty much it. Sit, sit there and be quiet. G'day League Lovers, welcome to episode 119 of Not The Footy Show, it's the Round 23 preview. My name is DC Chapman and sitting beside me is... WJ Nicholson. And we are talking all things Rugby League tonight. Not all things, we don't do all things on this show. Okay, That's sorry. what makes well, us different. I was just trying to sound... We omit that much radio. good stuff. <laughs> we don't even try and cover everything. Okay, let me do that again. We're talking some things Rugby League. Is that, is that... We'll go with the interesting things in Rugby League <laughs> uh, as much as we can, everybody. Pretty short show, once again. I thought you might have enjoyed that last week. I think we came in at 50-something minutes, which is about what we want to really want to be every week if we could. But with all our amazing guests that don't want to be on the show this week, um, generally we're a bit longer than that. I have no comment on that, because you know how I feel. What do you feel? I, I like rambling for hours on end. Well, I'm saying, if the other people would actually pull their fingers out and come back on the show. Uh, no, everyone's been fine. Everyone's a bit tied up. We've got Matty Duncan. We've got Eyes kicking off the show in just a few minutes. You get a chance to talk to Eyes for the first time in a while. Or is it ever? Well, over the phone, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I haven't talked to him actually in person either. So we're going to be talking about eyes. He's heading to his uh, second ever game of rugby league this weekend. And unlucky for him, it's the same place, same two teams. Oh, dear. It's going to be no different experience, and I bet you it's the same result. All right, after the break, we'll have eyes and Hauser, MD. It's so damn hot. Milk was a bad choice. Hey buddy, you're not too well mate? No. Oh, it's not good. I think I can make you feel better. Well. Mr Chapman, Bailey's dad's on the phone. G'day mate, how you doing? Black <laughs> Ah, I told you to make him feel better. Yeah. I've got um, Mr DC I think we'll call him, is that alright? Yep. G'day Mr DC. <laughs> G'day Eyes, how you doing? He, he's back on doing deck everybody. Good, eyes is on the show, it's round 23. And he's tipping like a madman, DC Chapman. Does Eyes know the result of the... Well, you ask him. Does he know? Ask him. How, how did Canberra go on the weekend, Eyes? I not, don't know. Not too sure? You know, you know what happened? They won. No. They won? Yeah, they, they had a good win. Yay! We, we beat the Brisbane Broncos, buddy. Oh, that's good. Yes, so you picked Canberra as well. I think you tipped like five out of seven, eight again. Well done. Uh, this week, mate. You are on fire. We declared it last week, but in the last month... He has been the best tipster in the Not The Footy Show League, so wow. congratulations, buddy. Now, uh, Mr. DC, uh, he won- he's wondering what you're doing on Sunday. I'm going to watch the Campers vs. Panthers. Yeah, out at Penrith. Sounds good. I'm a bit jealous. Can I, can I come? Um, maybe I can pack in my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you taking a suitcase for? <laughs> it's in all my food. Oh, all your food and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure we'll take heaps of it. Now we're heading over there with your dad... Your cousin and your uncle, as well as, as me, the other uncle. And it should be a great time. Buddy, we've got to get you to tip all the games for round 23. But 
but uh, I, I miss, think Mr. DC is a bit disappointed that he can't come. Is there any way <laughs> that we could convince, uh, I don't know, maybe we leave Uncle Russell home? Uh, Uncle Russell <laughs> home and we take Mr. DC instead? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You're in. Taken care in. of. I'm not sorry about your Russ, son, though. Russell's Poor old Bale's going to yeah, right. <laughs> sit there and go, why are you leaving me, Daddy? Um, buddy, Friday night, we've got the Rabbitohs against the Seagulls. Who do you want? No, he loves his rabbitos, doesn't he? Yeah, going yeah. good. The other game on that night is the Storm versus the Titans. 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 Okay, the Eels and the Roosters. Roosters. Ooh. The Cowboys and the Warriors. Cowboys. The Tigers and the Dragons. Oh, what happened to the Tigers? You've got off their bandwagon. Well, he knows the Dragons are going to beat them. S- sorry? What did you say? I said the Tigers or the Dragons. Yeah. Tigers. <laughs> I was going to say, none of that <laughs> gibberish of Dragons supporters. The next one's an easy one as well. Panthers or Raiders? Raiders. Yeah, yeah they're on fire. Bulldogs and Broncos. Bulldogs. And the last one, Knights versus Sharks. Okay, now, um, eyes, Mr. DC would like to know who your favourite Canberra players are. Can you name any players, mate? Ian Butchie. <laughs> He's not playing, <laughs> but, yeah, anybody else? The Frog. The Frog? Do you know who the Frog is, I'm don't you? I'm not sure who the Frog is. Where's well, headgear, doesn't he, eyes? Can't, he, can't, he can't tackle. <laughs> Jared, Jared Croker, Croker, just in case. Oh, Croker, sure. of course. And what about Josh... Yes, indeed. So uh, I've got a couple of players I'm going to go check out uh, playing for the Raiders. Any last-minute comments, DC Chapman? What about Josh Papali? Oh, yeah, the Papaya King. You like him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. All right, guys, well, we'll see you on Sunday. As I said last week, everybody, if you recognise me, please don't embarrass me. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll speak to you next week, buddy. Get well soon. Is Mr. DC coming? No, I'm not, mate. I'm not coming. Oh? Now, that's Babar. Two Bs? One B. B-A-B-A-R. That's two. Yeah, but not right next to each other. I thought that's what you meant. Funball Supporter Challenge, proudly brought to you by... Not the Footy Show. Coming up next on Not the Footy Show, we're talking to Matty Duncan, the MD. We're ringing him up right now. Fremantle. That's what I'm just calling His nickname's Fremantle. His nickname's Fremantle now. Can you work it out? No, I cannot work that out, but we'll... Um, the Dockers? No? Oh, yeah. Close. Fremantle Dockers. So, Doc? No, yeah. Like Doctor. Fremantle Doctor. Fremantle Doctor. Oh, there we go. If he answers his phone, that is. G'day, Matt. How you doing, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Good, good, good. Apparently, your nickname now is Fremantle. Fremantle, doctor. Oh, very. It continues and grows. It does. Uh, Jakey Jake and the Funky Bunch, uh, we were chatting at work this afternoon. I think we got to from uh, the doctor to the dockers to Pav to the dog. Uh, then we got to Pavarotti. <laughs> I don't know. It just went out of. Where did Pav come from? Pav, uh, Mac- Matthew Pavlich. Matt Pavlich. And then, then Pavlov's dog. You know okay. how Pavlov's yeah, dog. Yeah. The, the resp- anyway, it just went out of control. So at the moment, we're just going to call you Fremantle and get on with it. Everybody, Matty Duncan is the radio superstar there in Queensland. DC, have you ever heard of his work on uh, Sports Field? Unfortunately, I haven't. I've always wanted to, but I'm not the, he's got uh, a different voice. On, on radio? He's got a different voice on uh, real radio. Because remember, Maria said that we're not real radio a couple of, oh, that's right, yeah. couple of weeks ago. It's, 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 you know, it's not quite as, uh, as natural. But it's, give us, but give us a bit, Matty. Give us a bit of your radio voice. No, yeah, we've got a bit of a radio voice here on Sports 
It's funny because uh, Andy Raymond, who was on our show uh, last year the whole time, and Andy, hope you're well, and moved on to hopefully bigger and better things and not the footy show. But I always thought when I was you know, a bit younger, as I listened to him starting out, he's had the, the, the full-on, his voice just seems so put on, and then I had him on the show, and it's the same thing. <laughs> so that's just the way uh, Andy Raymond chats. And I must admit, I try and be a little bit more clear than normal. Uh, I must admit when I'm doing the... the I probably the, should, but I forget. Yeah, I just, just, I just talk. Um, but anyway, people want to talk about rugby league, so let's do that. Uh, Matty Duncan, uh, what is going on with the Brisbane Broncos? Because my boys made you look pedestrian, evidently. Yeah, tell me about it, Was Tell me about it. I, I, wish I, I wish I could come up with an answer. I wish I could tell you. And, and if there's anyone out there that listens to not the footy show that can, can give us a hit on what's gone wrong with the, the mighty, mighty Bronx, let us know. Well, we had this theory uh, a couple of weeks ago. It couldn't have been last week, mate. Phil Gordon early in the year said that they look like the fittest team going around, the strongest team, but they've hit a wall massively. Oh, mate, yeah, they've, they've, they've hit the wall. They've, they've brought the wall down, and, yeah, they're, they're lying on their back like dead cockroaches at the moment. They stopped getting TV coverage. <laughs> too many, too many non-Friday night games. That's evidently the problem. Uh, now I will admit, everybody, uh, I had a pretty busy weekend heading up to Newcastle and back, so I caught up with family on the Sunday. Didn't see any games on Sunday afternoon. But, uh, Matty, in a nutshell, how did Canberra remember they actually had to win that game? Because the last couple of times they've had these opportunities, they've not turned up on the day. Well, I think they, they tried hard to give it back to the Broncos there. I thought the Broncos were, were coming home over the top of them. And, and knowing how Canberra have capitulated a couple of times this year, I thought, yeah, we'll, we'll get them. But it was, um, it was who, who could spot a blink first was. And... Uh, the Broncos made some bad errors and, and gave up some bad ball, uh, some some ball in good field position to the uh, to the Raiders, and uh, the rest is history. Well done to the Green Machine. Now there is a problem coming out of this game, and it's not the fact that Corey Norman started on the bench. It's not the advantage that Justin Hodges is back from injury, but Alex Glenn is out for four to six weeks. Do you reckon he is an absolutely? I reckon he's almost a killer for you guys in terms of qualifying for top eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he and Corey Park. Corey Parker made a big difference in defence to the Broncos. I know that we yeah. still got a lot of points racked up on us last week, last week, but not as many as we we looked better defensively than we did against Parramatta. I think yeah. Parker made a difference there. He's gone probably till the finals, and, and as is Alex Glenn. And, and the problem with Glenn is um, I, he, he scored the Broncos only two tries. He's our leading try scorer this year. He, he's a he's a huge loss and. And he just tried to guts it out. He felt the twinge and, and decided to play on and, and probably caused himself a worse injury. Yeah, it's a, it's a worry for the Brisbane Broncos, but uh, they're on TV again this week, everybody, but not Friday night, so let's see if the uh, the curse continues. Now, we have to talk about a few of the big games coming up this week, uh, Matty Duncan. We're going to talk about crowds. Uh, Sydney last weekend, I think we established, I think it was last weekend, that there were no games in Sydney on the Saturday-Sunday. Uh, oh, wow. This weekend, Sydney's got no excuses. There's uh, two pretty handy games on the Saturday and the Sunday, and then Friday night, got a game at Blue Tongue. Oh, we're just going to do an over-unders with crowds uh, with you three. Uh, two, because I'd yep. like a third. Uh, Gosford, Friday night, over-under, 17,500 at Blue Tongue for Ooh. South Sydney and Manly. What, what is this before? What is capacity there? What? It's, a, it's 2021, I think. I don't think, it's, I don't think it's 25, but I mean, I could be wrong, but that's what I... Generally, see is in the high teens. 
I'm going to go over as well. The Souths are pretty popular on the coast, and Manly should have a bit of a following considering the whole Northern Eagles thing. Um, and they, they just they do love their positive league. Positive or negative? <laughs> well, it should be positive, shouldn't it? But, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I'll go I'm, overs again as well. Over, yeah. So, over seven and a half from all three of us. Then we've got the, pardon me, the Tigers and the Dragons with playoff implications at the SFS. Capacity there is 40K. I'm putting the over-under at 25,500. It's a hard one, isn't it? Because both teams haven't been doing brilliantly. But I think we've seen that we've seen both teams' set supporters travel well in the past. But how much is that last week lost for you guys, DC, going to affect that crowd? I think, it'll, right. I think it'll have a big effect. If we'd have beaten the Roosters, we, I think we might even be in the eight, maybe, if we'd beaten the Roosters. Um... And, and looking good, and then everyone would have started to turn up again. And, and the thing with the SFS is that it's, it's very central to everyone on the northern side of Sydney as well as, as well as the people on the southern side of Sydney. And there's a few supporters up here that, you know, like I find it way easier to get to the SFS than to go down to Cogger or Wollongong. Yep. So, so what are you I'm, thinking? 25 and a half over under? Under. Somewhere between 20 and 25. Mate? What time's that game was? That's the 7.30 Saturday. 7.30 Saturday. I'll go. I, I reckon you lines about spot on, but I reckon it'll be under. Oh, I'm going to go over for that one. Uh, the Tigers fans in particular uh, be surprised if they don't get out to see Marika play. We'll touch on him in just a few seconds. The final one is the most interesting overrun of the weekend. We've got the Bulldogs having won 10 straight. Their supporters that enamored with their team and their coach, they're willing to pay a $10,000 fine. Brisbane are going like <laughs> absolute nifnuffs. ANZ holds 80. If they get a quarter of that, I'll be impressed. But I, I think there's a little bit more Chance of the, the Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m. I'm going 27,500 for Bulldogs and Broncos. That's the line, 27? 27,500. Mm. I'll go over. Gosh, that's, uh, yeah, I'm going to go under on that one. Under on that one? I'll go over as well. I'll give all the Doggies fans benefit of the doubt. Uh, they should be turning out to watch their team play because the first 15 minutes against the Knights. When's that one was? It was impressive. That's Sunday at 3pm. Unless, of course, the Panthers-Canberra game just drags all the supporters well, out that's true, yeah. to Penrith uh, as, as well. Buddy, we have to go on to the dogs. Uh, Dazzy Hasler had a bit of a interesting few comments to make in the press conference. I can tell you what I wasn't impressed with. That's probably a better way to start with. I wasn't impressed with the two blokes in the pink shirts. Okay? And I can see all of you nodding your head. Um... There's probably a. Uh, there's not much we don't monitor, uh, we don't miss out on them. We had the rabbitees working on the referees, and one thing I couldn't understand was toward the, the back end of the first half, the referees are talking between themselves, saying this game is going to change, this game is going to change, this game is going to change, and the next time there's you know, we get a run of penalties, four penalties against us. The penalty just before I'm half really time. Sorry about this. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Is that your watch? Better take it. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. You sure? Right I'm, in, I'm in bad books already, mate. You're in the bad books already. You're in the worst now. And so the penalty just before half time, um, the one down in the corner where we were penalised for a strip, clearly shows that you know uh, that they were um, uh, they were out of touch. Um, and uh, you know, at the moment uh, we're, we're sitting uh, in the top four. Um, but we're the most penalised side in the competition. Um, and, 
I, I don't think we're playing uh, that uh, ill-disciplined football uh, to have that against us. So, um, uh, I've alluded Neil to it, uh, but obviously you know, I'd like to take a, a trip out there. So um, I, I thought uh, both referees tonight were very poor, very poor. Um, and, and so we, you know, we, we need to help, you know, we need to do something about the um, the standard of refereeing. Uh, Saturday night I was there. There is no doubt whatsoever that all he was doing was trying to deflect away from his team's 10-game winning streak. Uh, don't read anything else into the whole thing about the referees. It was a complete deflection uh, factor. He even had to be interrupted twice by mobile, fo- mobile phones going off and still said the exact same thing he planned to come in and say. It wasn't hot under the collar stuff. It was all about deflection. What do you guys think? Oh, I agree totally. He's the master. Well, Bennett was one of the best I've seen, but uh, Desi, I think Desi's nearly got the best, um, the medal there now. He, he's, he's a master deflector. Yeah. How much of it do you think his coaches and, and captains, it's part of their job to try and fight the referees whenever they can? And to, to you know, like, if he brings attention to, to this, then apparently he's less likely to get penalties next week. There's been comp- there's been situations where referees have met with or the referees' boss has met with the coaches during the week, and sometimes you do see a change in the weekend. Other times, if the backbone of the referee boss is actually half decent, you don't see any change. <laughs> My frustration with this was, and it comes back to really the key key comments that he used. He was talking about how um, the Bulldogs uh, basically had their lead, and then the referees decided that oh, the tide's turning, Newcastle will come back. Um, because as Which, the words were used, this is what is clear. They actually said because they've had no ball. It wasn't because the penalty count's been four one to the dogs or anything like that. He just merely said the, the, the referee said that they've had no ball, so they'll come back in this game. Which is good because that means they're trying to predict. But it also the means game. they're watching the game. Like yeah, it's not like right. they're making observation. It wasn't so much that they were saying that the and, penalty counts. And Des counts... was trying to make it out like they were deciding. And that he we're used the make term. They were very the poor. Bobbies. The guys in pink were terrible. Blah 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 blah. And then. To flip it all over, which was the best part of the entire press conference, he then asked for respect for his captain with the referees. Well, that's the other thing, uh, and before Mick Michael comments, um, little or no respect uh, was afforded um, to our captain out there. They didn't listen to him. Um, uh, they didn't um, listen to his counsel um, or anything like that. And Mick uh, will be not commenting on it. So do not do not ask him any questions about the referees, uh, and don't ask any comment um, from Mick on the referees. The pub has made a mistake on it. We'll leave it at that. This is the this is the really underlying question with it. Is that at what stage does it become about the team and protecting the team, or is it becoming about Des Hasler? Thoughts? I, I, I think it's all about Des, Was don't you? Yeah, I, I find it hard not to be. I think, uh, poor old Michael, as you can see, he's just saying what he's been told to say. Yeah. Um, and the best part of the press conference in terms of quotable quote was that Des Hasler finally admits that his team is in the top four. He said, <laughs> he said for a top four team with the most penalised team in the comp, didn't say we're four points ahead of everybody else in the minor premiership race. Uh, but the under-the-radar idea that he's been planting out there, look, I get it. I don't necessarily agree with it, but if they 
basically implode in the finals, how much is going to fall on Desi Hasler and, I guess, basically him deriding his team publicly? No, they... I don't think that'll happen. I think that's a punt Desi's willing to take, and and that's the type of of coach he is. Yeah, it'll it'll come back on him, but, yeah, that's that's a punt he's willing to take. I don't know. Do you really think that it matters that much that... You're saying that he's done it deliberately to try and get the attention away from the fact that his yep. team's doing so well. Yep. No one's stupid enough to to not focus on that or to not realise that. And is it really that much of a big thing to to have? Well, that's the thing. I'm saying everyone's putting it, the doggies it, on a pedestal anyway. Just by not... simple fact, we're talking about it. It's become we're talking about that, and we're not talking about the fact the Bulldogs have won ten in a row, which is a sad thing because winning ten. Well, in that's a row, what I'm saying. Does it have any negative con- uh, connotations for your team when? They're not getting the plaudits for... And I'll give you a little funny undercurrent in this whole thing. I asked what I thought was an okay question in the press conference to Michael Ennis, because I wasn't going to ask Des because of the way he'd been carrying on. And I basically said, what did you make? And this is practically word for word. What did you make of Ben Barber's performance on the other side of the ball tonight? Because I don't know if you watched that game, Matt, but he made about three really key uh, plays on kicks, and then he tackled Wes, uh, Kevin Nguamara on the line to stop a try. And like, I was really... like it was They were key plays in the game mm-hmm. that kept the... Um, Knights of Bay because they defended for 60 minutes and Des thought I was having a crack at Ben Barber's ability under the bomb and he read it as oh they keep asking about this and lots of stuff and it was just so what did he say? Oh, he said oh just copy paste I asked his question last week was his response was Des Hazard's response defended absolutely Michael what did you make of Ben Barber's performance on the other side of the board tonight? Don't ask me that question mate you're in Sydney football so he gets asked it everywhere <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Ben Barber Express Just record that yeah. um, oh, Mate I, I've said You know Before that Benny's Working tirelessly On his game And um, you know Again tonight He came up with um, You know just Some really good Defensive play So I thought For us uh, Crucial time Cut and paste Ennis, and you can hear on the um, the show, obviously, you would have heard it already, but uh, Michael Ennis's reaction. But it was just one of those things that I thought, it shows the mentality in the whole situation. I was trying, and I was actually there, this is the funny bit, on behalf of the Bulldogs website, I was looking for a quote to put it's at the top of the match report. And to sound good. To, to sound really good to, about Ben Barber, how good he was yeah, defensively. To lift up his team. And I got shut down, and I had a chat with uh, Todd Greenberg after the game. Uh, after the press conferences and just explained what had happened and he said, oh, I apologise and uh, I'll tell Desi that that was what it was for. But it gives you another insight into the the way that I was trying to praise Ben Barber and he saw it as, I don't want to praise my team, cut it down. It's just one of those interesting little things that, that you don't necessarily hear about uh, that goes on. You don't think he's just being negative? Maybe he's just a negative bloke. Possibly, but Maybe. I just thought it, I thought it was an he, interesting thing to come out of. He did, he did um, rip a door off the... He did. Oh, he did. Is Angry little man. Um, anyway, uh, in my spare time, I also enjoy stuffing animals, usually with other animals. For instance, a, uh, a badger will hold five squirrels. A squirrel will hold most of a cat. A mouse will hold a shrew and a vole. You get the idea. Circle of life. Hmm. I have broken the sound barrier, but you must never ask me how. I don't believe in the moon. I think it's just the back of the sun. Bye-bye, Lottie Takiri. Marika. Martika, as you'd remember quite uh, well, uh, Matty Duncan, she was she was famous for Toy Soldier, and as we worked out, DC was he, he, he covered. I, I feel the she covered. I feel the earth move under my feet. Mate, were you a big fan of Martika growing up? Oh, I loved Martika's work. Was for a lot of years. Um, 
I, I like the both both singles that's released, and um, yeah, I'm surprised she never kept on. What about what about the other three singles that she didn't evidently? Which ones were they? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, Mariko Corabiate, or have you say his name? Uh, how good is it to watch wingers with the, the pace to back themselves to score tries and the confidence oh. as well? The, that's, that's my favourite part of our rugby league, like, no doubt. Because Kevin DeGuan did it a couple of weeks ago. A few other wingers have done it. But how, I, I must admit, I grew up, and a lot of the wingers you could see, they did the old shuffle, mm. shuffle step, and then step back on the inside because they were too afraid of getting pushed out into touch. And now we've got these guys who were just seeing the chance, and they're just grabbing it. And there were two things that happened in that game which were, were great. The number one was uh, with Corabati was that hit on Chris Sando. Because not only was that just fantastic to watch because Sando gets smashed, <laughs> but if Sando scores there, the score goes out to 32 points to 16 in favour of um, Parramatta. And I think the, well, it was 26-22, that stage what it was, but it meant that Parramatta were won two tries ahead again. Parramatta didn't score a point after that moment, mm. and Corobardi went out and scored four tries. I mean, as a second game goes, it was pretty handy to watch, boys. Oh, it was very good, wasn't it? And you make the point. I, that, that was a massive game change. I, I think Parramatta hold on and win that game of Sandow's yep. scores. Yep, I completely agree. This is one of those ones where I, I was listening to it on the way home and, and they were up 18-0 after 12 minutes of play or something. Yeah, yeah. something like yeah, that. Tigers oh, first. Right. Yeah, then... of course. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, then, and then, yeah, to, to see the result go the other way was amazing. The, it's happened a fair bit lately, or what, when I say a fair bit. But what does it mean for Lottie Takiri? Well, he was gone a long time ago, really. Yeah. He's well, not, the he, moment he, you picked him in your fantasy team, <laughs> that was the end of Lottie Takiri in the uh, Winfield Cup. Now, hang on, is he... He's not on contract, doesn't have a contract for next year. Exactly. I can't... I, I thought he... Uh, had, is, has he not announced? Is there any... Chi- I mean, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but do you reckon the Broncos are any minor, tiny little chance of throwing him in the bone for next year, mate? No. Okay. Because that's the only chance I give you. Not, e- <laughs> not even for, like, 50 grand a year? I, I don't think the Broncos. It, um, maybe oh, I know they're pretty flush for wingers themselves. So I, I think Tonda strikes me maybe as more of a as a tight end signing, if anything. If he's looking no, no, to, no. to move back home. No, no, no. I, I, I've got to catch you on this. Pretty happy in Sydney, as, as I understand. He is, but I've got to catch you on the fact that you're saying the Titans are looking for someone. Mate, they've got Steve Michaels. What more do you need? That's right. Yeah, very good. Okay, uh, Laurie Takiri is done-done, we believe. Uh, he's been a pretty handy player. But uh, the thing I wanted to ask was, when he was coming up the ranks in Brisbane, did he play for any of your uh, local clubs? He came up through the ranks uh, at the time. The Broncos feeder team was brothers that he came through, and he came through, uh, there's a couple of, I remember seeing him and Sean Berrigan come through Berrigan halfback, uh, and, and Lodi was a, a fullback and a fairly ordinary, well, not an ordinary, but a very clumsy Fullback. Uh, he's, he's one of those players that just really improved with age. Uh, he had a had a basketball ground, lady, and uh, his handling early days was, was very ordinary. So, but uh, he came up playing for for brothers in, in the local comp. Okay, well that means he probably won't end up anywhere up there in Brisbane. You imagine if he goes anywhere in this year, it'll be rugby union in Japan or something like that. If he decides he wants to leave Sydney. Excuse me, Daddy. I'm doing my tips. <laughs> Okay, mate, we have to get to the round uh, 23 preview with you and the odds, etc. Uh, mate, I hope you lumped on the Melbourne Storm last week, as we indicated might be an option. But please tell me you didn't uh, throw in the, the canoeist, because uh, GT has been on the blower and said the guy had an absolute Barry Crocker. Yeah, well, I, this is a true story, was I went all up. I went all up Storm into the canoe, <laughs> and 
we've, we've done our cash. But anyway... No, <laughs> oh, GT, you owe, you owe Frio a, a big debt of gratitude. Uh, I mean, whatever the other word is. Um, <laughs> what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The Storm smashed it for everybody last week, and GT has a couple more tips that he's passing on this week. But Friday night... We've got South Sydney in front of X amount of people at uh, Blue Tongue Stadium in Gosford against Manly. $1.85 for the Bunnies, $2 for Manly, and there's no line at the moment. Although I imagine if there is one, it'll be plus one and a half Manly. What are you thinking, mate, Duncan? Guys, uh, I think South keep marching on here, Walt. I, I just, yeah, Manly, I, I can't work out this year. So uh, South team in form, winning sometimes when they... They probably shouldn't, which is a sign of a good team. Um, yeah, let's go to the Bunnies. I'm going Bunnies. I've been riding the Bunnies and the Dogs for quite some time. Okay, um, I'm going with Manly. And JT says this is the week that will burst for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, look, I still reckon, I know Isaac looks back, he's off the bench because Nathan Peters has been going so good. Uh, but Manly, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I think you make a run at the end of the season, and I think South's... Yeah, I'm still not convinced about that back line without GI. Uh, the second game is Melbourne versus the Titans. $1.36 for the Storm, three twenty-five for the Titans, plus 8.5 for the Gold Coast, DC. This is a hard one. Uh, you've got really? to back Melbourne. Oh, well, you've got to just because they're at home, but with how bad they've been doing, and then they had this one real good game, and Titans have been doing quite well, And but you're going down to Melbourne, and... I, I, I think that the, the odds there are ridiculous. It's it's 136 to Melbourne and 325. You think it should be closer? Oh, yeah, I think it should be a lot closer. So, geez, DC is declaring the plus 8.5 is the way to go. What about you, Matty? No, I'm, I can't agree, I'm afraid. I think the Storm, that was the win they needed to click things back into gear. Uh, Titans, look, they've, they've, I thought they'd run last. I think we put the red pen through them earlier in the year. Was They've, <laughs> yep. they've surprised me, credit to them, but oh, I think they'll get spanked Friday night. I agree, they will lose, well... I tipped them last week for some stupid reason against South. I gave them the benefit of the doubt. What doubt there was, I don't understand. They've still got Steve Michaels in first grade, so give me the Melbourne Storm. Uh, Eels and Roosters at Paris Stadium. Nathan Highmarsh's second last game at Paris Stadium, Para fans. So uh, don't get caught out missing out on a ticket in a couple of weeks, in round 26 against the Dragons, because all the Dragons fans will snap those tickets up. Go this week. Watch them play the Roosters. Say goodbye to Nathan Heimarsh. Have they talked about moving that to... It's not moving, it's staying it's at Parramatta. Definitely staying. Definitely staying at Parramatta. Okay. Uh, Parramatta, two fifteen. The Roosters, $1.73. Plus, two and a half for Parramatta. And I spoke to Brad Arthur, the coach of the Eels, this afternoon. Uh, he has been drumming in the unacceptable nature of their defence in that second half against the Tigers. I think they will turn things around and they will beat the Roosters on Saturday night. Yeah, I agree with you, Oz. Uh, that play... Some really good football in patches in the last couple of weeks, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah with yeah, I, I think they can knock over the Roosters, um, and yeah, I, I like them at the at the price that they are too. Yeah, uh, get it one for a one to twelve, you get three forty-five, thirteen plus five fifteen. Don't rule that out because I think the Roosters played their mini grand final last week trying to get back on the right. Dragons for when that happened on Anzac Day when they won the last couple of minutes. Yeah, that's, that's why great. I thought they were good things last week. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think uh, Roosters will have a good game this week because of last week, and, and I think Parramatta should have a good game this week because of last week. Oh, insightful stuff um, from TC Chapman. And, and you, like you say, they've been playing well, and, and it was only that one tackle on Sando that, that stopped them from winning. Okay, the next line. game is the Cowboys, who let you down last week, I think, Matty Duncan. $1.38, we're going this way, DC, and the Warriors are 3.15, minus James Maloney, 
plus eight points for the Warriors. I think the Warriors did their dash last week. You can't get beaten by 41 points by the Sharks at home and, and think that you can win on the road in, in Townsville. No. No, they can't, Was And I'm, I'm still doing as a Cowboys. I thought they were going to get Manly on the line last week. I don't know why Jimmy Tamu's New South Wales <laughs> favourite son was kicking right at the end. There was, there was probably an overlap. You don't probably want to leave until the 80th minute. But Having uh, said that, it wasn't the worst kick I've ever seen. No, it wasn't the worst, but he's probably not the one you want doing it. But anyway, we'll let it go and we'll tip the Cowboys to make amends this weekend. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with that. I, yeah, New Zealand are frustrating me at the moment and... North Queensland have been pretty solid, so... Um, Conrad Harrell comes back for the Warriors. Mannering is an outside chance, but that no, James Maloney. Uh, I just can't pick them on the road. And Ben Matalino is also out, so, look, you've got to pay, take the Cowboys. The next game, the one we spoke about before, DC, Tigers and Dragons. Tigers have moved back into the eight uh, with their victory. They can keep the... They can eff- effectively put the Dragons... Four points out of the top eight if they win this uh, Saturday night. $1.65 for the Tigers, two thirty for some George Illawarra, plus three and a half for the Dragons. What gives me hope for the Dragons is they've had that little bit extra break, three-day three extra break than the Tigers. So even though I'm going to pick the Tigers, I think the line, uh, plus three and a half, and GT agrees, is pretty handy for the Dragons. Me? Yeah, I agree, Was I, I, I agree totally. Um, and look, but these are two teams I'd... Probably got wrong every week this year, so I'll just stick with the Tigers. I'll, I'll, I'll look after the Tigers fans and tip the Dragons. <laughs> you are a good man, I have to admit. I, I'm going the Dragons as well. I think they'll bounce back, and I think there's a bit of a statistic about teams backing up from Monday night games, um, and the Tigers at the moment at the moment are one of those teams that don't seem to be able to get the roll on. Um, they, they'll have the momentum. They went seven in a row about six weeks ago. Oh, but then they were off and on, and well, then they were off I'm saying the possible is there. The, the, the spark is there with what happened last week. Yeah. I think the big, the, the, and... the big in for them last week was Keith Galloway. Because in Galloway and Woods, they've got two front rolls that play 60 minutes. It's, it's a huge factor in the, in the way they play. And I think they will beat the Dragons, uh, but not by many at all. Saturday night, then on Sunday, the big game, Panthers 2-12, Canberra $1.75. Panthers plus two points, get on Penrith. I'm with you, Oz. I love back in Canberra after a win. And when they start favourites, <laughs> yep. this is the bet of the weekend, the Petty Panthers. It is. Uh, look, I've been to Penrith Park too many times and watched Canberra just not show up. And Canberra had to, this is what they had to do last week to win their game according to the press conferences and the information. They stayed in a hotel the night before they played the Broncos. That's how well they're going at home. They had to get into the mindset oh, to play an right. away game so they could win. That's just alarm bells going <laughs> off to Lux as far as I'm concerned. Um, and you watch, what they'll probably do here is they'll probably travel up on the day of the game. That's how Canberra seems to work. So I'm going with Penrith to win. Unfortunately, my nephew, uh, odds are he'll see the Canberra Raiders lose. I, I'm, I'm going Penrith here as well, but I, how, how are Penrith doing? Like they, they haven't really got a whole host yeah, of last that... week. They came against Storm, we're going to smash someone. It's just you know, the way it is. But Penrith and Canberra, much more evenly matched. And I think at home, the Panthers win. Penrith have pretty much nobody. Oh, that's not a bad team. But, yeah, look but at, there's no look one at there team. What's Canberra got? They got the solution at five eight. I mean, what, what can I say? They got Joshy Dugan and Reese Robinson. Shandor. Anyway, uh, everyone says Penrith uh, on the panel. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, Bulldogs and Broncos. We spoke about it before. Dollar thirty six for the Bulldogs. Three twenty five for the Broncos. Plus eight and a half. It's not enough, is it, Matt? Matt? Up early in the week, I see there was as much as dollar fifty-five. The Bulldogs in the line was minus five 
and a half, which uh, was snapped up and they were smashed into their shorter rods. Look, it's going to take a miracle. Hodges is a big in. I'll tip the Broncos, but with no confidence, just because of my loyalty. Yep. say? Oh, Canterbury by a thousand. Nah, not by a thousand. I mean, the key to the Bulldogs the last three weeks is they've started like a house on fire. So if you're Brisbane, all you're, all you're talking about at training this week is starting well. Because if you start well just against the Bulldogs, as hard as you can in that first all of a sudden the Dogs actually can't just back up the defence to win the game. If they're going to chase points, that gives the Broncos a chance. So if the Broncos start well, eight and a half might be okay, but at this stage, I've got to pick the Doggies. Monday night... And, not... and it's just one thing yep. on it was, the team's been playing with no confidence at all. Hodges brings a lot of confidence to that side. He does. Um, yeah, I, well, just a quick one on you. I know we spoke about it last week out with Ben Hunt versus Peter Wallace for the halfback job. It ended up being Corey Norman on the bench. Does it... From what I saw just in the highlights alone, how has Peter Wallace stayed in first grade? I, I don't know, Walton. Well, that's a lot. That's a question a lot of people are asking up here. Um, look, he's been he's dreadfully out of form, and, and like we said last week, whether it's an injury or you know something's going on off field, who knows? And I'm, I'm not alluding to anything there at all. I don't know yep. anything, but yeah, he's um, yeah, something's up there, and, and how he's. Keeping his spot, I, I don't know. It's so, just a classic you know, case of senior player group is all I can figure out uh, in that case. Knights and Sharkies, Monday night, $1.75 Knights. They had 30,000 people last week for the Dogs game. Wow. I reckon they'll get 20 again this week. Um, the Knights fans were out in force, and again, it was down to a start by the Dogs because the Knights dominated the second, or really the last 60 minutes of that match. Cronulla, two twelve plus two points for Cronulla. I am actually going to go with the Newcastle Knights. Ooh. Am I alone? No, I'm with you, Was They're my double up into the Panthers. Roll them into the Panthers. That's the two good bits of the week, Knights into the Penny Panthers. No, I, I'm all over Cronulla. I, I, yeah, they, they perform well. They're a good team. Last week. Okay, uh, that's the preview for round 23, everybody. We go to the fried rice. Now, GT has taken Manly, Matty, so he's handed you whatever you want for your second selection. Penny Panthers. Penny Panthers, I'm going with the Melbourne Storm. How good is that? Nicky McInerney actually sent his stuff through this week. He is going with the West Tigers. DC, you can choose anyone from your list. Oh, gosh, now I've got to have a think dogs, about it. Dogs, didn't you say dogs were winning by 1,000? Or you want sharks? Dogs no, or sharks? Dogs. Dogs, and of course, that leaves Maria with the Cowboys. Not a bad... How does she keep getting good selections in fried rice? It's absolutely deplorable. It's ridiculous. That's what happens when you look like. And uh, the Queen of Rugby League. May Duncan, thank you very much for joining us on another episode of the Footy Show. It's good to have you on regularly, Frio. It's uh, always a great listen. Now, Sports Fever, everybody last week, if they got the podcast late, they would have listened to it. Any more Olympic? Oh, sorry, I can't say that word, apparently. It um, means I've got to pay royalties. Any um, Five Rings stuff to talk about, mate? Uh, no, this week, mate, uh, we're talking Rugby league listeners definitely tune in or, or get the podcast for this one. Uh, we're talking to Dane Campbell. Uh, we've spoke to Dane before on the show, but yep. people might remember him. He had a brief stint at Newcastle, uh, the Newcastle Knights, played a bit of uh, Queensland Cup here, doing some really good uh, stuff with some minor uh, Melanesian rugby league in particular. Uh, he's starting an academy to bring over some kids from Vanuatu, Papua New Guinea, Fiji, train them up for. Uh, 
six to eight weeks and um, just give him a taste of uh, rugby league in, in Australia. So That's he's right. done some really good work. We'll be talking to Dane about that tomorrow morning. So make sure uh, we might uh, even hook up the podcast with you there, Was So uh, listeners can tune into that one. Sounds good. It's uh, 1015fm.com.au and once we get that information, I'll definitely put it either on my website or on the Not The Footy Show Facebook page. Frio, thanks very much for your time. No worries, Was. See you, DC. See you, mate. Talk to you next time. Well, I have gone crash, boom, win. There he was, a Matty Duncan. He's got it. I, like, I must admit, as much as I like the clean, clean crisp sound of his uh, radio voice, I just like that little bit of natural business that he gives us on Not The Footy Show. The natural Queenslander twang. Well, not so much the twang. It's just there's this, that... that no, right. I like it. I like it. You like the genuine. But I must admit, I get on the phone with him when I'm talking on Sports Fever, and I feel like I have to. Do you ra- put on ra- a voice? I have to raise the bar just a little bit more. Give us, give us your voice that you put on when you're on on his radio show. No, it's pretty much this. All oh, right. It's it's not too much different. I mean, there is a bit of a difference. Okay. Uh, not quite as much mumbling as in person. That's the doctor taken care of. Uh, we have a few more things to talk about. We've got RCC, which people are just going nuts for. One question. Uh, Vinny Parmigiana. <laughs> We're going to talk about. New Zealand Warriors or the Warriors, boys. Is it time for Bluey, McLennan to go or do we stick it out while this young side develops? Ask a DC hashtag. Gosh, you can't get rid of him just yet. He's not doing that bad, is he? Well, he's had three quarters of a season. Mm. Um, no, you got you got to stick him out at least. He's, he's a uh, World Cup winning coach or something. <laughs> something like that. Oh, you, no, don't get rid of him just yet. See how he goes next year and if he, if he does really fall apart next year then I mean, maybe think about what it. Are you, okay, this is the question that comes up is that the Warriors effectively came from nowhere last year. They, yeah. were, they were 25 minutes from getting dusted against the Tigers in the semi-final. Yep. And the Tigers stopped playing football. Warriors got back in the game, won the match. The next yeah. week they went out down to Melbourne, upset the Storm. Yep. A be- that game was fantastic. They outplayed the Storm beautifully in that match. Got to the grand final, had their chances in the grand final, fell short against Manly. They played two good games of footy. Well, two about a half and a, a game and a half of good oh. football. I'm talking about just to get to the grand final in the end because they finished they finished sixth. They, they lost their opening semi final against the Broncos, if you recall. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah. Then the expectations are they're going to repeat. They're going to go back to the grand final. Oh. When the expectations are high, that's what makes. But them... the form wasn't there even under Ivan Cleary. They got to the finals. They played good football, but they hadn't played what you would normally term grand final football. Yeah, that's right. And that was why I think going this season, I had him in my top eight. I think I had him seventh or eighth. But it was going to be tough for him to... Unless they won at home. That's always been the case with teams that have to travel a lot. You've got to win well at home. And the Warriors have blown leads at home. They've blown leads the last three or the four last weeks or something like that. I think... Massive I think, issues for them. I think new coaches, rookie coaches, find it hard to get the team in the Again, right... Yeah, he wasn't a rookie, but he's internationally... Sorry. Okay, but, leads, but he's... Think, well, that's true. Play. That's a good point. And, and Michael Maguire... He's been he's, he's done coaching over there, but yeah, I think no, no, no. But I was going to say yeah. that what I was going to say is that there are some coaches that seem to not be able to get the players in the right mindset before every game, and they're they're the teams I suppose that turn up one week and then don't turn up the next week. But the frustrating thing for the Warriors is that Ben Masolino's had his best season. Yeah, he's really he's got better. Yeah, um, Sean Johnson's played probably half his games brilliantly, and the other ones he's been a little bit in and out. They haven't got great value out of Kevin Locke this year. Um, no. Michael Lux missed most of the season injured. But they've unearthed Conor What, do you, what do you think about Maloney? Well, I think he's played well. Um, obviously, he got injured the other day. They've got, but they've got the players. The point is, there's, enough, there's enough pieces there. Yeah, that's and right. Remember, they, they were going that well on the outside backs. They got rid of Chris in it. You know, like, I think what you just have to put it down to everyone is last year they overachieved. 
This year, they didn't win enough games at home, and that'll be the reason they don't make the eight. They've got a chance because of the way the competition is. Does that come down to the coach? I think it's just preparation. Mental, whether it's your coach putting them on or the players just thinking it was just going to happen. And I, I mean, that's again, that's speculation on my part. But it's just one of those things that you, you've got to be careful when you, when you tip a team that has made a grand final run the year before. Sydney Roosters a couple of years ago. Yeah. Same thing. They yeah. had a great month of football. They beat the Tigers on the bell in the first week. Then they beat the Panthers, crushed the Panthers. Then they beat the Titans on the road in 2010. Then they played your boys in the grand final. Had their chances in the first half. Didn't take them. Lost it. Next year they finished like second last. Yeah. It happens. It happens. You can have that good month of football. That's the thing about the finals, everybody. I mean, you can look at the, the Bunnies and the Bulldogs, and they've won 16 games in a row between them. But another team, they just have to get into that top eight with a, with a good little run into the top Especially eight. Especially with this new final system. With the new final system. and It's going to be much more exciting. Oh, it's going to be great. Fantastic. All right, next part. There you go, Vinnie Palmer. I don't have that answered your question. Ricky Stewart stepped down as origin coach. Does anybody care? I care. I don't at like this stage it. of the year? Yes, because I know that next year we're going to have a new coach who's not going to know how to coach the team and we'll lose again. But, but as people have pointed out, how did we go the last two years? We were building. And how did we go? What were the results? And that's what people are sort of putting out there is that I must admit, if, it, if he'd waited, I mean, he couldn't because once he got the job with the Eels, it was always going to be the case. He wasn't going to get the thing out because apparently he reckoned that he hadn't spoken to him at all about so coaching Origin. The Paramount board when he got the job hadn't been brought up, he said. Well, that's so, a bit. I, 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 like, if I'm the Paramount board, I want, to, I want to ask that question the first time he walks into the Yeah, union. exactly. And <laughs> bring me up to speed here. Did, was it the Paramount board that said, no, you're not allowed to? Both parties essentially didn't. Mutually agree. Well, no, well, Ricky Stewart didn't want to say that he was going to do both. Right. Paramount said that we hadn't discussed it, and New South Wales Rugby League said we hadn't made a decision. <laughs> right, okay. Nobody wanted to take ownership, basically. So in the end, Ricky Stewart came out last week and said, look, I'm not going to do both. I think it's a great thing for Parramatta in some respects, but in other respects, I just think I one know. more year at least. Parramatta going to contend next year because he was only year. there for two years. Parramatta going to contend next year. Oh, who knows? They're losing their best player in my marsh. Well, yeah, but it's happened before, hasn't it? Where teams that everyone thinks are going to get go nowhere. Well, my point is, I, I, I think it would be an advantage for their team next year to have Stewart win the series with New South Wales. And give them a boost. Well, and, think about it. And give them think about it. The, the opportunity for Ricky to say to a few of the Origin Correct. players, come, come and join us we here, just had, here at Parramatta. We just won the Origin Series. Parramatta on the up. Are you off contract? Boom. Bing, bang, boom. Parramatta yeah. add Jamie Bureau. You know, like, the quality will just come into their team. And, and To be honest with you, I couldn't care less about Parramatta. Okay, moving on. A ref- I, care, I care about the, what about the, the Origin football? side. What about refreshing football? No, I want to talk about the Origin no, side. No, because we don't who's care. Gonna, who's, yes, who's going to be... Oh, look, who's going to replace... Daily, are they are they good enough to do it? Are they... The question that came up in I was chatting to my flatmate the other day is, Phil Gould has basically got to ask himself the question as we like that little uh, <laughs> thing on the show. Let me just mark down what time that was. Twenty nine thirty. Thank you. Gotta ask yourself the question, the question, the question, the question. Where are you now? Pepsi. All right, uh, has to ask himself the question. Yes. How much do I want to be remembered again? Because he came back up. He goes back. He came. He won. He won the series in the nineties. Stepped aside. Focused on the Roosters. He came back. I think it was in two thousand two. Drew the first series. Won in 03, Won in 04, Gave way to Ricky Stewart in 05. All right. And has been watching as a commentator since that last seven years. Ricky, no, gave way to Bellamy in 05. No, Ricky Stewart won in 05, and then Bellamy took over in 06. Is that right? Correct. I think. 
pretty sure. I didn't, I didn't realise that. Or was they 506 and then, anyway. Okay. I think Graham Murray might have had a year. Anyway, but my point is he didn't coach them when they lost. And now he's been there for seven years, watching them lose. Now, this is where the ego question comes up again. Yeah, but it's not an he's, ego he's come back. He, he's won them. Two lots of big series. He's been the best coach the Wales had at origin level. Does he say to himself, all right, Stewart's got them all back on track. Is it time what? for me to come in for three three games, a one-off? And win a, win a series. Do I put, basically, do I put my reputation And go, and go down as a and legend. And go down as... As an absolute legend. A greater <laughs> origin coach than Bennett and Meninga. Because, look, Meninga's done an amazing thing with Queensland. Don't Absolutely. get me wrong. Absolutely. But he should never go into the conversation as the greatest coaches because he's a manager. And he does a great job with that. Gets the right people in around him. Congratulations on that. But you never put him in the same vein as the Jack Gibsons, the Wayne Bennetts, and all that kind of stuff. Even if they win 48 Origin Series in a row. It's just not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. No, not going to happen. <laughs> but if Phil Gould comes back and ends that streak... Yeah, exactly. So that's the it's question, big, that's the question he's got to ask himself. Yeah, but then he's got to know within himself whether he thinks he can do it or not. If he thinks that he's going to do anything differently to, to Ricky Stewart that he, that he thinks is the key, or... Mm. I mean, he's a pretty opinionated fella, so... You I don't think, think he, he will. I don't think he will, but that's the, the big character. Well, the qu- why has he been saying no to it all this, all this time? Why wouldn't he have kept on going with it? It's, it's, there's something deeper. There's more, there's more to it. That he, he's, he's frustrated with the, the NRL... He's been frustrated with a lot of people, uh, but... I must admit, Phil Gould, if you want to come back, we're not going to say no. We're going to say thank you very well, much. Well, exactly right. But and at the same time, he doesn't have to. Uh, is the question he has to ask himself. And I would prefer to have Gould than Fittler or Daly, as good as they would be. Or Trent Barrett, as it may actually turn out being. For refreshing football. I can't... We can't have Trent Barrett as the, as the origin coach. He, he's never even... I don't... No. Let's move on. Refreshing football. Last topic of the night here on Not The Footy Show, episode 119, the round 23 preview. It's Warwick Nicholson and... DC Chapman. Refreshing football. Have you noticed what, some teams What, what exactly of, do you mean by they're that? They're out of contention for the finals and they're finally playing some actual rugby league instead of the boring stuff that tries to keep them... Coming in. back to the whole pressure. Parramatta, the Roosters last week against the Dragons. They threw the ball... Got, ran, got, ran, got nothing to lose. Ran on the last tackle, went wide, played some football, looking to Relax offload. a little bit, get in your groove. It's it fun all, It all works. And I hate to name drop. Not yeah. no name drop. Yeah, go. That was my drop. I was uh, covering the game I was on the weekend, Knights and Dogs, and I was sitting next to Steve Turner for the yep, Dogs. Yep. He was doing the, the Twitter stuff for the Dogs, and look, he said, point blank, he goes, the great thing about you know, our club, basically, is that, okay, we've got to commit to defence, we've got to commit to all these things, but we're allowed to play football. Hasler is happy for him to play football. He's the same thing with Manly the last couple of years. His teams were built on defence, but they were able to go play some football that's in front of you, try some things, use the natural ability you've got in your team. And so many teams, they don't use that. They just play this boring up and back. And he said, this is the key bit that I thought was out of it. He goes, I would have thought all the teams play the same way in the first month or two of the season. He said, we're all getting back into it. You can win games of football playing the grind style. He said yeah. in those first six or eight weeks. Yeah. They could explain why Melbourne are so good in those first six to eight weeks. But he said at some stage, it just gets old and boring, especially if you're losing, and it's hard to get yourself up and play that way the whole season. So what yeah, we're seeing now, yeah. can we just see... Uh, this is, this is might me, the argument why there needs to be a shorter season. Uh, no, I, I, I disagree with any reason like that for a shorter season. See, the length of the season needs to be what's good for TV and, 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 and all those other things, and then the coaches and the teams can work their strategy around it. Um, 
as far as refreshing football goes, I would have thought that would be like one of the basic rules for any coach. Surely, surely everyone understands that too much structure is a bad thing. It's a good thing to have to have your, your foundation, but then you've got to have a bit of flair. You've got to have a bit of creativity. I mean, that's what number six and number seven are for. Mm. Um, Normally. I, yeah, I, I don't understand it. I, I, I mean, I, w- I would have thought the two teams that are doing that the best this year are the Dogs and the Rabbitohs, and look where, look where they are and look they're how good they're doing. And they're building the game. They're defending their leads off defense. Like, it's not rocket science, but it just seems to be. I and mean, you need the talent in your team. There's no doubt at all. You need the you need, you need the your talent. Greg Nielsen's, you need your Ben Barbers, you need your Josh Reynolds coming through. You need your the Adam other thing Reynolds that you through. need as well that I've been noticing the last few weeks is you need the little things to go right because there's a few times when a few teams have they looked like they had the goods, but instead, you know, instead of hit, throwing the ball to the chest, they threw the ball to the head, and the guy dropped the ball. Or the Tigers have been pretty awful in more recent weeks. They haven't been executed. When, when you when you do that right, you Except get that that momentum. But doing that right is easier said than done. Doing that right comes down to, like you say, being in the right mindset and being relaxed and being just getting in the groove and, and doing everything right, and then it all starts to come together. And winning, winning, winning is the tonic as always. Uh, everybody, that's not the Footy Show episode. 119 DC, you look disappointed. I'm, I'm so disappointed. Why? Because it's the end of the footage. Everybody, we will be back next week. There's a good chance uh, Jakey Jake and the Funky Bunch will be here. Uh, DC, you may or may not be here. We'll, we'll see what's happening. Uh, I'm not sure about Maria. She's, yeah. uh, uh, yes, that's all I'll say. And uh, <laughs> uh, she'll be back on uh, very soon, everyone. And uh, Mac Nicanoni. James Blunt, whatever. It was nice to have him last week, but I get the feeling that it might be a few weeks before we see him again. Hopefully we can get him here at the studio uh, one of these weeks and uh, press the flesh, as it were, for the first time in yes a year and a half. Uh, you can grab me at NRL Tweet on Twitter uh, and, of course, facebook.com slash NRL Podcast. The preview every Thursday. Where do you go? Uh, WDNicholson.com. How do you spell that? WDNicholson.com. <laughs> Yeah, you should be able to find with, with, no, with no H. No H, right? no H. All right. Uh, iTunes comments, whatever you like, uh, let us know and plug the show if you can. We appreciate it, don't we, DC? I feel the earth move. We'll leave you with some Martin here in the background. Nice to know you. <laughs> I'm just gonna have oh, by the way, have you, you're going to leave you with one thing here on the footy show. Des Hazler was talking about uh, the respect factor for his captain. And wasn't showing the same to his uh, to the think referee. About, think about so who his enjoy is. yourself some erasure with whatever it's called. Go for a- it. Erasure. I like to discover. I have no idea what you're a talking about. A little something to make me sweeter.
just go away now. I've had a gut full of you the whole game. Oh, I see. I'm going to go get myself. At some point, we trailed off there, didn't we, DC? It's time to eat. All right. Roast beef sandwiches on the, on the go. See you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Enjoy your legally gloves. I've been worried. I've been DC Chapman. We just thought we'd identify ourselves. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. A little something to make me sweeter. Oh, baby, refrain. I cannot get that stupid song out of my head. It's like a damn virus. Okay. Pepsi.